We are recording live at Apotheosis Comics and Lounge here on a Wednesday night in St. Louis on Grand, doing it differently in the studio in Apotheosis now, a brand new studio setup. We got The Giggler, Scotty Scoop, and Logan with a jam-packed episode. The normal format is back, and we're doing it different. Coming back again, back on the show for most of the superheroes, is Martin Casas. Owner, operator of Apotheosis. Let's do it. This is Mostly Superheroes. Hello and welcome, fans, to Mostly Superheroes. That's right. It's going to sound a little bit different for you today because we are in the middle of the action. We are in a comic book store of Apotheosis Comics and Lounge, and you're going to feel the vibe. We're feeling the vibe right now. Customers coming and going, books on the shelves, beers in our hands, uh, a really excellent setup, and we're feeling the vibe. So we want you to feel the vibe. If we're hanging out at a comic book store, now you are. Whether you're in your car, listening on your phone, watching on Spotify or YouTube, Welcome to the show. Giggler, Scotty, I know you guys. Everybody loves you guys, but I'm going to start with Martin. Get right up on that mic and say hello, Martin Casas. Hey, this is Martin Casas. <laughs> Martin in the radio scene here. Walter Cronkite. Yeah, of exactly. Comics. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real radio voice coming in. Martin, yeah. how have you been? We are here. I'm good, man. When was the last time I saw you? Was I think Thanksgiving ish or November of last year? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about Yeah, right. had you yeah. in the studio with mm -hmm. Sam the DM, Sam yeah. the Dungeon Master for some Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. You guys came in the studio. You guys had put him on at City Winery mm -hmm. for a live D&D brunch. And we were just talking about it. Sam's yeah. going back uh -huh. to City Winery. So we're pumped about that. Can't wait. But uh, a lot's happening here at Apotheosis. And uh, we, we're going to go through the fan mail, the news and rumors, what you share in the meet. Um, and with that, I really just want to get right into some fans because uh, once we get into news, we're kind of off and running. So let's do it. Fan mail. All right. So we got a lot of stuff happening on fan mail with most of the superhero squad. We're giving away some stuff, some reminders. Don't forget. Okay. We're giving away two tickets to one night of Queen at the factory Holy cow. in Chesterfield because <laughs> it's Gary Allen and the works is performing that's right and we have two tickets we want you to enter at mostly superheroes.com forward slash slash contest um we're also giving away vinyls on this podcast we give away records all the time we partner with planet score records and maplewood yeah. they help us out with a lot of our giveaways uh joe's over there is great and we did pick a winner for blue by weezer yes that's you scotty scoop one of your favorite albums congrats sure congratulations isaac e in minnesota isaac with the big win that's right. Man, I love that album. So I good. just get a free album? He gets a free album. Oh, we wow. mail it, and we mail it to him. He's already sent me his address. He's confirmed. Um, and I talked to Martin before the show. I said, listen, let's give mm. away something else. We always move on to the next vinyl. Yeah. You you mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume three. Volume Amazing three. Amazing album. And we know that Andy actually picked Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three to give away several weeks ago. So guess what? We haven't given away on the show. Volume two. Bam. 
There it is. Can't go wrong. Almost as good. Already listed on the website, I believe. <laughs> go check it out. MostlySuperheroes.com forward slash contests. And we're going to highlight some fans uh, as well from Apotheosis. You wanted to shout out some folks. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I know we had some people maybe here in the store, but... I'll, I'll look to you, Martin, who you want to talk about. What are you guys doing fan-related? Do you guys do prizes and stuff here in the shop, like drawings or stuff like that? Every experience here is a prize at Apotheosis Comics. That's how we think. Uh, <laughs> Salesman here. Yeah, there you wow. go. No, we, uh, yeah, so we, we, like, we always get free promos we give out to our customers. We give out free comics to customers. If we, if we like, if there's something that we know someone likes and we see it somewhere, we'll grab it and bring it back to them. I brought some uh, uh, stuff back from uh, London for a customer when I was on vacation over the, over the summer. And then, uh, yeah, we always do a little something. I think our newest thing right now is if uh, we just debuted a book club. So if you like um, buy a book on the theme, you get a free sticker. And this month's sticker is our art, is our I Love Comics stickers. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, we love yeah. stickers on this podcast. Stuff, yeah. Very cool, man. And uh, you mentioned, uh, we're gonna give a big shout out to Derek Gould. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So yeah, if you guys don't know, uh, Derek Gould is the Cardinals reporter. He covers all the stuff of the Post-Dispatch and one of the most knowledgeable comic book people I have ever met. Uh, the dude is true blue. He, you know, he hangs out with Stephen Wacker, he, which is a Marvel editor. Hangs out with all, Matt Kent locally. He is a comic book guru and he's one of my uh, favorite guys. Here at the store. Shout he's out Jupiter Derek. Jupiter Falls right now. He's in Jupiter Falls? Yeah. Shout out Derek. Uh, Big fan already. Yeah. We get to know Derek. I mean, Scotty Scoop. I know that you're. Yeah, I, we haven't really got to dive into a lot of. I've heard the Derek uh, before. Yeah. Oh, you have. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Scotty knows everything and everybody. This is why he's on the podcast. <laughs> um, I also want to get like a fan reaction of you of this comic book store right now. First time. This is a great store. Oh, thank you. Man, you come in. It's cozy. You see, just it's a feast for the eyes. This place. You know, a lot of places you go in, it's kind of bleak. You know, that's just like uh, just rows and rows of of boxes of comics, and this is like decorated, like the walls are painted. Yeah, pasted. <laughs> yeah. We when I first started this place, the idea was we wanted to be the anti comic book shop guy. You know, so what we wanted to do was we wanted to be a place that was welcoming to customers. When you came in, you felt uh, like you were supposed to be there there's so many times you walk in a comic book store and the guy like doesn't give a shit that you're there oh no doesn't, doesn't even look at you doesn't, doesn't look at you doesn't say care anything what you're looking, reading maybe maybe mm-hmm. make you pass a test yeah exactly. to be in there <laughs> exactly yeah so we tried to do the thing where we wanted it to look different but also we wanted it to be like a place where you come in and you have to like experience a comic book so that's why we have the like the history of comics on the walls of comics that take place in st louis we have our arches selection over there we got some covers up in the um up on the walls, kind of classic books. Um, and we try not to make it too junky, like, you know, having stuff on top of stuff. I am, when I first started a comic book store, I was so nervous about having like a basement filled with unsold comics that couldn't move, which appears to be like the thing that happens to all comic book stores. So we try to move stuff as fast as possible so it doesn't get uh, junky. All Dusty. The time. Yeah, yeah. Well, kudos to you. Mm-hmm. And I know that you've been doing work, like even just like this bar we're standing at right mm-hmm. now has been a project for you. Yeah. I mean, this is looking really fresh. Kudos on Thanks, this. Sam. Looks really nice. And the stage, you got a stage in yeah. here for uh, open mic night type stuff, like music. I don't know, people telling stories. You, you can do anything up there. Yeah, I mean, look, we're, we're, the, we're definitely Missouri's only comic store bar. We're probably one of only, I, would, I think we're now maybe the only comic book store bar in the country. So we want to put more of an emphasis on the bar, on events, and bring people in here. So I really spent the last couple of months building up our calendar of like 
Monday we have writers club, Tuesday we have magic night, Wednesday we have a bunch of cross stitchers that come in, Thursday's D&D, Friday's open for shows. Uh, there's always something when we put these new screens that have uh, can, uh, video games on them. We have our TV right here, so we can watch movies and all the new streaming Marvel stuff and, and anything that comes on TV. Um, we have the stage where we do uh, open mics for comedy. We have our 200th comedy show coming up this weekend. We do open mic music. I'll do beat poets. I'll do young kids want to play. Whatever the hell, we'll do it. So Hell yeah, man. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm seeing a transaction happen back at your counter right now. Sure, yeah. And I think this is one of your Steve. fans, Steven. We Yay. told Steven maybe he'd come on the podcast. Hey, Steven, can we quick. steal you for a minute? Yeah. Hey, no, bring over what you bought, man. Yeah, This is it. I mean, we'll put you up. We, Steve, Steven we'll can have my mic. Too. You can share this mic with, yeah. uh, here, Andy or Scott, oh, either gosh. one. And introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Steve. I uh, come here. I'm spend way too much money on comic books. <laughs> That's, Martin's thrilled about that. You live locally. How often do you, would you say you come? Oh, probably, I get my pull list here, so probably once a week. Yeah, Very nice. Every Wednesday. If not more. All right, this is the best fan mail of all time. What'd you get today? Uh, so in addition to my regular pulls, uh, I picked up some Eclipso Superman annuals from uh, 91, 92. You got, you got a camera behind Martin's shoulder that you could flash them to even. That iPad. Okay. Yeah, so this camera. Movie, yeah. Joe Casada before he became Joe Casada. It was the it was the publisher of Marvel Comics for about maybe twenty years or something. Yeah, long time. Um, yeah. What else uh, you got? So got the Superman yeah. one where he's fighting Shazam. This yes. one, Eclipso possesses Lois Lane. Yes. The wedding got album. Got the wedding, wedding album, album. Yeah. because I got this back in nineteen ninety seven. <laughs> And uh, I did not bag and board my books at the time, so this lovely white texture mm -hmm. rubbed against the books next to it and is no longer pristine white like this. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so, That's so real yeah, life. Yeah. Absolute dedication. <laughs> right. So a little backstory on the the wedding issue. Of Please. Superman. Yes. So, Superman was originally supposed to have been married in issue 75 back in 1992, but the TV show was just uh, Superman, um, Lois and Clark. Lois and Dean Cain? Yes, Dean Cain, that show was just uh, greenlit. And so what they wanted to do, because Lois and Clark was like the romance between Lois and, and, and Clark. And so it was about them trying to get together. And they wanted to, to have the TV show marriage happen the same time as the comic book marriage. So they had to push back the marriage in the comic by a couple years. So at the Superman Summit that they do every year, they try to come up with the uh, storylines they're going to do for the next uh, upcoming year. And Jerry Ordway, who's a longtime Superman writer, every time he always joked at these meetings, he goes, why don't we just kill him? Just kill Superman. And I was like, ah, you can't kill Superman. <laughs> but at this meeting, they were out of ideas because they had to scrap the wedding issue. So then they're like, yeah, maybe we'll kill him. Maybe Let's, we will. You know what? That might work. <laughs> yeah, that, maybe we'll give it a shot. And that started the greatest storyline of a comic book storyline and actually changed the comic book industry yeah, forever. That's what got me reading back in Yeah, flip that around. That's what got me reading back in high school was Death Superman. Death so that, Superman. That, that's where I started out. Very nice. I, I was that indignant kid that was like, oh, you can't kill Superman. What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I've got every issue of Harley Quinn. Um, mm -hmm. I've got a few pieces by Amanda Connor who did covers and was one of the writers on Harley Quinn for my favorite run of hers. Um, so I recently just bought a... Need to bring it in and show you. I recently just bought a uh, page from her first series back in 2000. Uh, Terry and Rachel Dodson did the artwork on the book at the time. So I bought a page of that. They had a storyline where uh, 
Bizarro wanted to be wanted to pick Harley for his wife, so it's got it's got Harley, Bizarro, and Superman on this same page, oh, wow. uh, along with Jimmy Olsen. But you gotta know who he is. Only like two. Okay, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he he didn't he doesn't want Bizarro yeah. Lois Lane. You would think that that would be the the taste. Uh, that but... was the next issue. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I'm I'm on the right track yeah, anyway. You're on the right track. All right. Well, Steve, nice to meet you. Do Thank you. Have you have the first appearance. Yes, I oh, do. Nice. Uh, uh, Batman Adventures. Batman Adventures number 12. Number 12. Yeah. That's right. You guys want to trade numbers? Emails? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's rabid platypus on Instagram. How about you? You, right. you like want people to follow you on Instagram or you don't I'm want people to find Instagram. you? Or anything. You want people to follow you anywhere? Yeah. No. <laughs> Anonymous. What's I love your, it. Out of the store. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. People are giving it up in our ears right now. Actually, you guys give it up for Steve. Yeah. Yeah. All we need now is your social security number and your credit card number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we uh, definitely I, need I your credit card. <laughs> we definitely need that we, credit we card number. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, have a great, Thanks, have a great Steve. night, Steve. Yeah, thank Thanks. you. All right, we're gonna move into our next segment. We call news and rumors. News and rumors. I realize I've been saying the segment before I say the segment in the sound clip, so I'll try to stop doing that. Uh, what's new at Apotheosis? That's what I want to talk about. Yes, thank you for asking. How about Free Comic Book Day? Yeah, so uh, Free Comic Book Day is the biggest day of the year at every comic book store. Um, we give out hundreds, if not thousands, of free comics that we get from our distributors. And this year is especially important because it's going to be on uh, May the 4th, which is also Star Wars Day. Which oh, man. Which is also a Saturday, which is also Free Comic Book Day, which is also Cinco de Mayo in the city of St. Louis. But more importantly, it's also Martin Casas Day. So Casas I worked, day. When I worked for the mayor the last day, I... Uh, when you leave the mayor's office, they give you a proclamation for your service. And so when I went and told the mayor I was going to be leaving, she was like, well, do you want to like, when do you want to leave? And I did the math really quick. And I was like, well, if I leave next Friday, that's May the 4th. And that's like, that's the best day ever. <laughs> and so, bam, I quit and I got May the 4th. So, so this, this is, is like a big a, weekend coming up. Big weekend, yeah, yeah. People can still, so they can come here and drink, get yeah. your free comic books. Uh, you're going to, it's, it's the, so you're going to see Star Wars stuff. You're going to see everything Star Wars though. stuff here. We're also going to have a special guest uh, artist and creator, uh, Kyle Starks, <laughs> who did the recent uh, piece, um, woof, Peacemaker run from DC oh. Comics. Oh yeah. So he'll be here along with some other special guests who don't want to be named yet. And then, uh, but yeah, but it's, it's a great day because we're here like for 12 hours, we're going to free comics. So we'll, uh, we'll be debuting a new drink. Um, and it's just, it's always the best day of the year, man. Hell yeah. You know, we see me wear my Spider-Man jacket. The best. This is uh, this is like the weird year where everything's falling on the same days and weekends. That's yeah. like the, you know, actually, with the Super Bowl and everything with Mardi yeah. Gras happening this year in St. Louis. Now we got now we got Comic Book Day happening with everything up else. They're fucking up 2020 when they yeah. like, like all that, the, the good real symmetry of the 2020 date and times and events and so they're making up for it well we want to plug right into what you're doing and help you promote it we're trying to collaborate with steve ewing on a star wars collaboration for star wars day so maybe the three of us should do something like three entities i mean all of us we should do something we are also the the most recent thing we're going to be doing before free comic book day is 314 day yeah and so this year we're partnering up with uh, stl made to do a uh we've decided that this town needs a superhero so we're going to sponsor the contest to have uh, all the local artists in St. Louis compete on making the official St. Louis superhero. And it's not gonna be a guy that like has the power to run red lights. It's like, we need a guy who's like <laughs> optimistic, uh, hopeful, everything you love about the region. So, uh, and that's gonna be from now until March 8th, we're taking submissions on Instagram. If you just tag three, uh, 314 day hero, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna have a panel of judges who are comic book experts 
around St. Louis are going to vote on who the hero is. Hell yeah. What a great project. I'm giving it up for you in our ears right now. That's really fun. Any way you can get money to artists, first of all, you know, it's like, hey, this is money in your pocket and you're going to make, you know, you're making an epic St. Louis hero that everybody's going to be like looking up at like, dang, finally, it's such a cool project. Yeah. And we're going to try to expand. I think what we might do is if we might take the top five and announce those guys and we may make a thing called the JLSTL out of them. Oh, Justice Lewis. let's go. Uh-huh. You got, we're That's in, we're in, we're That's in. That's a great origin story. We all have, way, great origin story? we <laughs> have way too much in common. All of us. This is like, we're all, we're all drooling at these ideas. Um, I've already got them like yeah. in my head. Yeah, yeah. Only I could draw more than a stick figure. Mm. Yeah. So I, I won't lie. I, I, I myself went into AI and was trying to do this stuff. So no cheating and only artists actually doing the work. You know, you're not taking any of that phony dude, submission shit. Dude, if an AI drawing won the superhero, I would get pitchforked. Oh, for <laughs> real. It, would it didn't do a very good job either. It just put uh, Batman ears on a guy with kind of a Superman logo and they threw the arch in the back. <laughs> oh, 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 really? You did that? Yes. <laughs> I was curious what it would do and it was bad. It was. It looked like a robot tried to do it. We oh, need, sure. we need, we need the real artist. It's not yeah, yeah, you need real artist. It's got to be good. pen and ink and on paper. Hell yeah. And yeah. you know nowadays you got to clarify those are the rules and you can check that at apotheosis instagram stl maids and most of the superheroes we shared that on yeah. ours too so stay up to date although i guess it's not paper and pen it's like on the the ipad drawing pad yeah, yeah. ipad yeah. yeah all right talk Perfect. to us about D- marvel dc omnibus omnibus oh dude yeah so am i saying that right even omnibus omnibus, omnibus. you gotta say fast omnibus yeah this is where i need scotty to read that one i guess so Marvel and DC over the last 40 years have met a handful of times. And in the seventies, um, they did these two magazine style, like size, uh, editions where Superman and Spider-Man met and it was awesome. And, uh, I got a backstory on that. And then the second book they did was, uh, Batman versus Hulk. And then you think why in the hell would Batman and Hulk meet? But it's because they were the they were the two most popular TV characters at the time. Yep. So I mean, Batman should have been over for a long time, but the Hulk was big, and uh, it was drawn by Jose Garcia Lopez. Beautiful artwork. Uh, Joker was the main villain. Long story short, anyway. So then they did X Men Teen Titans, which is regarded as one of the greatest uh, crossovers of all time. And then uh, and then actually there were there was supposed to be a Justice League and Avengers meetup in the mid '80s, but because of licensing and like the editors got in a, a fight. Uh, it never came out. It's actually uh, George Perez drew like I think maybe fifteen issue, fifteen uh, issues, fifteen pages of that crossover, and they got shelved. Uh, Rob Liefeld bought them actually. Mm, years man. There. Yeah. Oh Rob, I love yeah. Rob. Yep. So then in the nineties, uh, Marvel's having a whole bunch of uh, financial problems, and they two things happened that were kind of significant. Then one was that. Uh, DC Comics actually like distributed Marvel Comics. So they printed them and they got them out in the market for Marvel. And because of that, they led to a lot of opportunities where they did a bunch of crossovers between Marvel and DC characters. So some awesome ones like Batman, Spider-Man, my Bart, Mar- uh, Mark Bagley. Uh, you had Daredevil, Batman. You had uh, Silver Surfer, Green uh, Lantern. You had Superman, Silver Surfer. Mm. Uh, you had Captain America, Batman said the 1940s by John Byrne, which had one of the best lines of any comic where the Joker and uh, uh, Red Skull use their gases on each other. You know, because like the Red uh, 
Jokers will make you like have like a stupid smile on your face. Yeah. Red Skull's gas turns you into Red Skull face. Nice. So they use it on each other and it cancels each other out because like the chemical compounds are so similar, right? <laughs> you know? And science. uh Yeah, science. Yeah, science, yeah. And uh so then the Joker goes, wait a minute, what what happened to you? And he's like, Well, whatever I am, I'm a true Nazi and I'm not gonna fall from some American chemical. And Joker goes, Well, hold on, he's like, You're a Nazi? He's like Dude, I don't work with Nazis. I may be crazy, but I'm an American crazy, <laughs> and I'm not teaming up with no Nazi. And so then they get in a fight, which I was like, yeah, even Joker gets it. You don't hang right. out with Nazis. Yep. So that was the thing. And then they also did uh, kind of the, the epic one was mid-'90s Marvel versus DC, which was this thing where you could, you back in the, it was an 800 number, you would call, and you would vote for your hero. And so there was, there was three issues where they would, uh, they had like Wolverine versus Lobo. Oh, nice. I have versus these. the Hulk. Yeah. Oh, well, let's say, I think you have a lot of these. Don't you I still have a lot oh, of yeah. these? Yeah. And it you remember, great. you remember all this. Yep. Yeah. So then, so that was one. And mm. then of course they did, um, uh, then the accent. Anyways, a lot of, a lot of crossovers over the years. So they're going to finally combine those into a one huge omnibus where you can have all of the crossovers in one huge book. Whoa. My favorite though. Oh, is hell yeah. The one that came out of Marvel vs. DC in between issues three and four because in order to save the universes, they had to mash them Merge together. Merge them to the amalgam, amalgam, amalgam universe. Oh, I my I sent, God. I sent you guys those covers. Well, I'll say, this is, what, this is what I'm yeah. yeah, yeah, you texted Batman us Batman and Wolverine got smashed together. The Dark Claw. Dark, yeah, yeah, and Superman and Captain America, Wonder Woman and Storm. Like mash Thor. up? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called the Amalgam Comics. So when can people Ghost Rider and what, The Flash. When can we expect the Omnibus? Those drop, I believe, in June. Hell yeah! So we have pre-orders available on our website. Dude, now. that that cross—it's like I'm—it's been always very clear to me that I start drooling when I see time travel, multiverse, crossover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get those words, and then if you have them all at once, <laughs> I can't even believe it. Well, you know, and it was the thing that like uh, Marvel did so well during the movies, like the crossover is what we wanted to see, right? Now, if you were to tell me that Marvel and DC were going to crossover in a movie, that would solve the economic crisis we're having that would <laughs> right. cover the economy i mean you give me an epic saga of superman see. and silver oh, surfer a out billion in dollars yeah Easy. yeah we, yeah, we no talked problem. about this years ago and we knew just who would direct it and it was james gunn james gunn yeah i mean mm -hmm. hold on, hold he's, on. he's the ultimate he's a marvel dc crossover in himself Correct. so Ooh, you know i mean he's i mean he's, he, he's, he a, he's a dc he boy now but he, <laughs> he will unite the world yeah yeah, maybe he could. All right, I, uh, we also have uh, some movie news. Mm -hmm. we're, we're here to talk about comic books, but I like how you talk about um, how things happen kind of all at once, and it's not an accident, right? It's yeah, kind of yeah. like, let's get our stories lined up a little bit. I mean, I also have questions for you and Scotty, our, our comic book folks here, is you know, what, what's coming first usually? It's the comics, and then usually maybe the big screen. Like, the comics are always kind of teasing, like, the stories that are happening, and then maybe, yeah. and then the big screen is like, okay, we'll see what happens. So on the big screen, we have two big things happening. Fantastic Four has got its casting mm -hmm. announcement. It's happening. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Pedro Pascal, I'll just say it. Who else we got? Vanessa Kirby Vanessa as Sue Kirby, Storm. Yeah. And uh, the guy from The Bear is the yeah. thing. <laughs> Stranger yes. Things is Johnny Storm. Yeah. Yes. And I'm, we'll get these names in in post, no problem. Uh, we also have... Deadpool and Wolverine coming out mm. this July. Oh, yeah. mm. the trailer, the trailer the of the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Mm. We haven't mm. even talked about it together, but Deadpool is Disney now, but he's saying, I don't care. And uh, 
TVAs at play. We got we got Dude, a Wolverine with iconic away outfit. By how much the TVA was in that? Like, oh yeah, it was from like, as soon as one. I oh. saw them step out, I was like, oh shit, they're doing it. Yeah, it's the TVA. And that yeah. and then what's this his name? Total makes, sense. Yeah, lo- exactly right. Off yeah. the back of Deadpool two, uh-huh. where yes. he took Cable's time travel device. Yes, and he's going back and he's kind of cleaning up his own universe. And of course, he would attract. The attention of the TVA. Yeah. Okay. So this is our this is our realm for sure, Martin. In terms of like, we see these movies, we talk about these movies, we see a lot of them locally at Alamo Draft House. Yeah. What do you guys do when these movies are happening? What is the world in the comic book shop whenever you know Deadpool's on the horizon? Order up. Yeah, Order are. up. Yeah. Read. Get your reading. It is actually kind of interesting because we there are some times where we're like, well, like when Avengers uh, Endgame came out or even Infinity War, we went and got all the Avengers stuff. We got Thanos books. We got this, yeah. and then. Crickets. Like, not a lot of people came in and bought the books. It took us a while to move them. Umbrella Academy came out on mm. Netflix. We had, like, two volumes of it. They sold out immediately, and then we couldn't get any more for, like, six months, and mm. we kept selling those out. So it is kind of weird. Like, you would think that the comic books and mm. movies would be symbiotic. Um, but we get, like, I mean, we get free pass to go see the movies from the studios. They want us to talk about it. We'll do, like, a promo. We always try to figure out some kind of way to hook people into it. So they do come in and... Yeah. Especially with us being a bar, like we do really want to encourage people to have a conversation about it. So we're always looking for something, wow. but we just order up. We'll do a big display and Well, we're the people to help you. God bless you. Yeah, really. We are. This is like the tri- this is the trifecta right here. Like this is our worlds combining. You talk about the crossover of the century. Well, we- yeah, I'll say though that the thing that's interesting, I, I think I have some books here, but they um, take if you want to grab some, go ahead. Yeah, we're, we're good. They, um when X-Men came out in nineteen ninety nine, the first one, like it was the the Marvel learned the lesson from the first X-Men movie was that the X-Men that was in the movies looked nothing like the comics. So when they came in, the fans are coming to the comic book store, they're like, hey, where are the, where are these guys? And they were like, Where's all their black suits? Yeah, and the X-Men at the time were like, <laughs> it was like Maggot and Colossus and like a bunch of weirdos. They were the main, made the X-Men at the time. And so they just totally missed the boat on it. And they've tried to streamline it since then. And a lot of times what they do now is you can kind of see like what characters become of movies because like a character will pop up in a comic book with a whole new design mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh yeah, it's cause that movie's coming yeah. out. And so like they're oh, yes. testing some of the, and if you look at the comics that have come out in the last like three years before the movie comes out, you can kind of see some of the notes from the comics that they're, they, they put in there. Very so cool. It's I, interesting to see. Even just from being online and not being an avid reader, I see that same thing. Like where a new character in the comics is getting portrayed and mm-hmm. I'm like, well, they're, they're, that's cause they're going to be in that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, interesting I, uh, thing that I saw was that um, th- it looks like they're rebooting the X Men this year in the comics. Yeah, um, yes, yeah, like it, the Kirk Cohen age is over. Right, it's yeah. uh, they're gonna like just end everything and kind of just start again. Is is that how it works? Yeah. So the currently the X Men are in the um, for the last four years they've enjoyed being the top of the food chain and they created their own country and they just had this really deep storyline called um, the Krakoan Age where they created their own country and they, they made pharmaceuticals and they became this global power. They uh, colonized Mars. And then every year they have this thing called the Hellfire Gala, which is it's all the celebrities and superheroes come to Krakoa and they celebrate and they talk about mutants. And this year they massacred all of them at the, at the ball. And so now it's about the the X Men are now under like underground again. They're trying to fight to survive, and uh, the survivors though are in this place called the White Hot Room, 
which is this thing inside the Phoenix, and half the audience just went to sleep. They're like, I don't know what the fuck this guy's doing. I'm talking. interested. Yeah, I was already in. So, so half the surviving mutants went to the white hot room, which is this thing inside the Phoenix entity. The Phoenix entity is about rebirth. So mm-hmm. there's something that's going to happen. Nick, are you reading X Men at all? Yeah, it's a lot. It's so a lot. Like it's the fall of House of X. Or yeah, shout out Nick too. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, yeah. Way to go, Nick! Nick's Killing over there, making the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nick's running the store. I'm doing this. So, uh, yeah. So I, they are gonna. I just heard that the other day, and I'm I'm still trying to figure out uh, What's what it all means. Yeah. All right. And well, I assume we're gonna get a bunch of new number ones. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. All right. One more thing in TV and film. We'll get back to comic books because mm-hmm. this is a comic book store. We want to stay on the comics. But kind of pissed we're not talking about comic books. I know. <laughs> and honestly, uh, let's just move on. No, no, no. We'll go to. We'll just go to what you sharing, because take yeah. your time, dude. Go through the go through the script. Uh, there's only one more thing, and it was Scotty, so he was probably really sad that no, I was skipping no, it. No, it's it's fine. Marvel plans to revive more canceled animated and live action series beyond Daredevil, Daredevil: Born Again coming out, yeah. and mm-hmm. also X Men '97. Oh, so good, so good. Oh man, I saw a great list from. I think I shared it uh, out there of from Game Rant or something like that. The top X Men animated episodes to watch ahead of the new series. Oh, I gotta watch that. Go check oh, it. Out. It's yeah. on our it's on our Instagram. Okay. So go to our feed. We have a nice article put, linked up, and there was a, it was funny because they had like the top six X Men episodes on there, and I was like, all right, yeah, those are good. And then it, there was two Spider Man animated uh, series oh, episodes really? when they crossed over with the X Men. Beca- oh yeah. Because yeah. if you remember from the X Men '97 promo that has just dropped. The Daily Bugle is in the first two seconds, and yeah. it says literally in a headline, is Spider-Man a mutant? So he's going to be in the show. Oh, I missed that. Yes. How about uh, that? That, so, uh, I, I, that? That makes cool. me fanboying out. Yeah. A, Go ahead. What's your time? I'm just, um, Spider-Man cartoon, that makes total sense. Watch it, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, are us, they, what are they going to bring back? Is it, Are they going to bring back the old Spider-Man cartoon? Right. You know, off the back of this? Yeah. Well, they are. Spe- well, they are. Spider-Man freshman year. Oh yeah, that's well, right. Yeah, but that's an MCU I, movie. That, uh, yeah, I was going to say MCU that animated was like, yeah, series. Canon. Yeah. yeah, it's canon for the MCU. But yeah. oh, good call. That you know, but canon. actually, there's a series they have come on. Oh, go back to my point about how they're showcasing uh, shows and comics. Um, right now, in Ultimate Spider-Man, it's an older version of Sp- Spider-Man gets his powers, or Peter Parker gets his powers later on in life when he has he and MJ are married, they have two kids, and he gets his powers later on. I would love to see that animated show that, that would be awesome yeah i'm into for that um yeah. what is the uh uh the avengers show they had earth's earth's mightiest oh, heroes uh-huh. Chef's Guess. yeah that was a great show so good show yeah so i never could, watched that they one. could bring that back that was a 2010 show i think somewhere in there yeah yeah Some, well, like and that. uh you know shout out to marvel animation getting they're getting their own uh marvel studios backdrop <clears throat> logo is the first they didn't even they haven't even done that on what if yet you know it was just marvel marvel animation let's animation let's double down do you think in deadpool they're gonna do bring the animated characters in somehow like they, man that they got the great. balls to do they kind of did awesome you know they did it in um dr strange in the multiverse of madness uh when dr strange and uh america chavez are falling through the multiverses and one of oh. them is a straight-up cartoon but, and they kind of did it in uh spider-man uh what was the spider-man movie where they had uh, donald glover was live action yeah. in the cartoon. Oh, that yeah. was awesome. That was yeah. oh, that nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Don't don't put anything past Marvel Jesus, fellas. Anything <laughs> Marvel Jesus now. Yeah. Anything can happen in that movie. All right. Now if you th- if you thought we nerded out during the news and rumors, there's a lot going on in our in our realms. That's great. Let's talk about what we're sharing. News and what you watching. I have a cool little pad got there. Nice. My, my 
my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Martin, we're starting with you, man. You're sharing some really cool stuff. Tell us about Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, we talked about our boy James Gunn, uh, St. Charles native, now head of the whole DC multiverse, basically. Insane. Um, there's a really great book that came out a couple of years ago by Tom King, who is another great writer. Um, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow deals with the trauma side of Supergirl. And if you, and this is something I've never really been a big Supergirl fan because I always kind of thought I was like, she was always played as this, you know, she's happy, she's cheery. I didn't really get it. Um, and Tom King really kind of lays out like the stakes of, of how Supergirl, why she is the way she is. And if you think about it, you know, here's a girl who, she was a teenager when Krypton exploded. So the origin of, of Supergirl is that she is a, she, her father, she is the cousin of Superman. Her father is brothers to Superman's father. And they're both brilliant scientists. When they find out Krypton's gonna end, they go and build Argo City, which is able to escape the, the, the destruction of Krypton, right? Mm -hmm. So at some point in this young teenager's mind, she hears, our planet's gonna explode, we need to get on this thing, and we're, we're gonna go. So that, that's one thing. Then when she gets on this, this rock, the and rock is slowly turning to kryptonite, and it's killing everybody on Argo City. So all of her friends and family who are survivors are dying on this rock, and she's seen all this happen, and then her father's like, all right, look, you need to, yeah, you have to go to find your cousin Kal-El. Your only purpose in life right now is, is to find him, raise him, and take care of him. And she's like, okay. So then she then leaves, right? Goes to Earth and finds out that her cousin is now Superman. Yeah, like, years have passed. Years have passed. Her ship like off off trajectory, and now yeah. he's a full grown man. He is Superman. Right. And so like that that's like that's like a, you know, when you just kind of gloss over the facts. But when you like what Tom King does beautifully in Woman of Tomorrow is he kind of tells that story about like a teenage girl, any teenager going through any kind of trauma. That's something that stays with them forever. And, um, you know, just like that story of her getting there and having to realize, okay, look, I have to like, I have to find a purpose is such a good, it's, it's so beautiful and the artwork is gorgeous. Mm. And it's what, uh, like I said, James Gunn is going to use the foundation for the Supergirl movie. Which they just announced the casting for, mm -hmm. um, Millie, Millie Alcock, Millie Alcock from, yeah. uh, hot, uh, hot D. Yeah. House, House of the Dragon. Dragon. <laughs> that's scotty scotty that's all day hot, hot d uh, and i mean I, i'm with you martin everything you said uh I've, I've been a Supergirl. i was introduced to Supergirl mainly through uh uh cartoons growing up and then uh smallville you know cara uh laura vandervoort playing uh her in the smallville mm -hmm. show that was a, a really good iteration i thought they yeah. kind of bring her back back and forth and um Sasha Kali did a pretty good job in, in The Flash. Oh, God, uh, I love that. I yeah. thought she was awesome. I, yeah, I wanted and, her back. And Melissa, ben, Melissa Benoise. The, Melissa yeah, Benoise. Show. The yeah, TV yeah. show on the yeah, CW. CW. Unbelievable. And now, you know, we got Millie. So, you yeah. know, this is this is the time. This is one of those times where we're probably seeing the trends aligned a little bit. Get to reading Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Read it. It's, it was good. It's the best. We usually well, rate. I, have you read it already? You oh, have. Yeah. We rate it on a 4.0 scale. So what would you what would you rate it? So one is the least. Zero is bad. Four point is perfect. Four Yeah, that's usually yeah, how yeah, the big yeah. stuff goes. Like it, I, when I read it uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, I was really blown away about how her story came across, and she wasn't even really the main character in the story. No, no. And it, it was just 
it was weird to see it through that looking glass of someone else that she was helping yeah and and protecting because it starts off with her she turns 21 and she goes to a planet with a red sun because she wants to get drunk and then she's there and then she has to become a hero again and she's like oh god i don't want to do it but through that story is how you kind of look at her heroism yeah. I forget what the line is they That's say That's super about relatable. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so, oh, I just want to get drunk today. I know, I know. i got to do work now. Goddamn. All right, let's bounce around. We'll give Martin's voice a little That's bit of a break. That's literally actually how it is working here, where I'm like, I just, I want to just, I have, I have beers and comics. It's a dangerous now, now i got to do fucking accounting and run payroll. Are you crazy? <laughs> got to file the taxes? Yeah, like... ta- what? Do a permit? Come on. All right, Andy, let's go to you, man. Tell us about some cool Lego stuff that you oh, got. Oh, man. My mom got me some Legos for my birthday last month. Shout out Paula. Classic. Thank you. Thank Shout you. Shout out who? My mom. Paula. Paula. She, she got Paula. me some. She got me uh, the Iron Man Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, Ooh. Steph helped her pick it out, of course, and I'm pretty sure she ordered it for her. But it's the thought. It's the thought that counts. Uh, <laughs> that, was a, that was a team up. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. I mean, it was. It was my first uh, delve into Legos in years. Like I did the Iron Man uh, head like a few years ago. Um, so enjoyable. Like I, it's something that I, you just pick up and you, I mean, whenever you don't have a couple of spare hours and just, <laughs> just it, say you goodbye, say goodbye it. to the world. Yeah. And I'm just going to look at these Legos for two hours and just mm-hmm. together. ignore everything else that's going on in life. And that group was really cute. Yes. We got to yeah, post big, that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, but last week it was a snow day and me and Steph went to target and I was like, what do, what do I do? We were looking for games or something to get something stupid like that. And, um, that's what's that's what screamed to me uh and three days later baby Groot was done and part of my collection so wow well a, done yeah this might I, be I, a, that's I think, fast i think it's funny though that you there was a snow day and instead of getting milk and eggs you went and got legos <laughs> yeah i know i know you I guys do you, legos here you were risking death sir trust me we we like skirted our some of our like things that we were supposed to do and went to target any and said like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, see oh, he went to target you guys do legos here we don't do legos here. not yet Fuck, I never. It's just like <laughs> the inventory. Just you got inventory is too much. You do one at a time. Competition's or too much. So like you know, it's it's uh, you know, there was a time where we couldn't even sell Pokemon because uh, Target was selling so many of them. Uh, but we eventually were able to sell Pokemon again because Target relinquished the amount they were buying because they were getting, there were fist fights at Target and other collectible stores. So. They were, I'm not joking. There were literally fist fist fights. Like po- we, Pokemon we, people are crazy. My, yeah. my dad ran a Pokemon store at a flea market for three years, and oh, yeah. Saturdays were nuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pokemon, Magic, and now uh, Lorcana. Lorcana, yeah, is one of the new things. It's like a Disney yeah. card type card game. Card game. So we, yeah, one of the things I know is our biggest weak spot here is that we are not. I'm not. I don't know card games and no board games. It's a. I, I'd love to get into it. The profit margins are very minimal, so I'm not really interested in it, but everyone wants to do it. And I can't, I don't know, I, I cannot describe any of the rules or someone's like, what what, what set are you playing? No, you need someone to come and We're playing do Magic it. the Gathering. Yeah, but what like, uh, the one with the cards. Like, yeah. There's like seven different, ver- <laughs> so I hired a guy to do that and he does all of the Magic stuff. I just like, this guy's asking about a booster set for- Is that a local guy? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do we, you plug it? We want to plug him? 
No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's all right. Does. Cut. Yeah, he's fired. <laughs> no, it's every Saturday. So every Saturday we do a Pokemon thing uh, from a learn to play Pokemon. Because a lot of kids oh. buy cards. have no idea how to play them. So we teach kids how to play them. And then Tuesdays we have a magic, uh, just a, a, a tournament. I'll send my dad over here on Saturday. He could be like, I remember, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Did he right. play or well, just sell? He most he sell, he sold and he would help run the tournaments too. Ooh. So he he got he, he was mostly selling though. He, he would get the kids that knew it best and have them lead. He, you know, he put them to work. Dude, it was so a flea we, market. You know, he yeah. was making it. We got guys that uh, you know a, a box of, of magic cards, right? And uh, they go for 260 bucks. And I call a guy and I'm like, hey man, I got these uh, sets and uh, the set of cards. I hate to tell you though, they're like 260 bucks. And he's like, can I get two of them? Yeah. Go, uh, yeah <laughs> they don't care. They do not care. <laughs> you do not care. There is crack cocaine and there is magic the gathering cards. And I would say they are the same. Yes. It's the same. It's, it's got, it's sticky, as they yeah, say. Exactly. Uh, all right, Scotty, let's go to you. This is comic book related. Ultimate Spider Man number one. Yeah, Martin talked on it just a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I haven't bought new issues for quite a while. And something that uh, really piqued my interest was um, the return of the Ultimate Universe, mm -hmm. uh, which died out, uh, I don't know how long ago, six years, five years? Well, uh, yeah, about 2000. Uh, 10 was the last time okay, they killed I'm, them all. Off. I'm really yeah. old. So, yeah, they destroyed this universe and just in the last what year they they brought it back with mm -hmm. uh with an event as they always do. Yeah. And they've started again and this is an old Peter Parker, not old old, but uh I would say probably what 35. Dude, if you just said 35 is old, I'm going to fucking throw a can. Well, I'm 43. So. Okay, so same. So older, I'm, I'm, older than high school yeah, yeah. Spider-Man. So, He's yeah. a youngish, youngish middle-aged guy. He's really young. And uh, <laughs> he never got bit. Uh, yeah. He's married. Oh, I see. Right. He's, mm -hmm. he's married to okay. MJ. He's mm -hmm. got two kids. Right, okay. And Tony Stark has sent him a message yeah. with the spider that says, hey, you were supposed yes. to be bit 20 years ago. We need heroes in yeah. this universe. Oh my god! And that sounds dope. This is really up to you. You could let this time thing travel bite you. crossover. It's yeah. all happening. You yeah. could let this thing bite you, and you could be Spider-Man, or you could just not and live your life. Mm. And uh, I think <laughs> with no power comes maybe no responsibility. Right. Well, uh, Uncle do, Uncle Ben is still alive. Uh, Uncle Ben's alive. Uh, but in this universe, this is his responsibility is different now because it's to yes. his family. Right. Exactly. Yeah, he's totally. got a family to take yeah. care of. He's 35 in New York. I bet he's broke still. <laughs> yeah, he's working for the Daily Bugle. Oh, uh -huh. nice. Mm -hmm. uh, which his Uncle Ben worked for. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So a little uh, bit more. Not a paramedic. No. Was Uncle Ben a paramedic? In Madam Web. This is a Madam Web. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Spoiler. I haven't seen it yet. Sorry. Spoiler so, alert. Sorry about that. Uncle Ben Uncle is a ben. paramedic. You know what? I yes. didn't. Sorry, fans, because I'll I'll put a spoiler alert in there for no them. One cares you didn't. About Adam Webb. Well, yeah. I was gonna say I didn't really spoil anything because like you'll forget that I told you this. Just see it and then like Don't see if see you it. put together. Sure. Don't see it. Well, Don't stream it at home for free when it happens. Yes. So actually, I, and I I feel really bad, and I, I shouldn't say this a lot, but I I am a guy that says go see the superhero movies because I'm so tired of of these. Uh, Dudes on online that are just dumping on Marvel movies. Saying, oh, this one's bad. And then like, oh, Miss Marvel is, or Captain Marvel's awful. Miss Marvel's the worst. Uh, She-Hulk sucks. And then you go and see him like, this is a great 
Uh, yes, so all of right. those things you just said were they're fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, but they're all dumped on. So I'm like, go judge for yourself. I've not had a single customer come in the store and be like, it was good. You gotta see it, which yeah. is telling. Right, you're like you're comparing it across what Correct. the people. Yes, and we're in that category too. We love the Marvels. Yeah, like we were yeah. like we, we like, and, awesome. and I don't listen to those twenty like twenty percent. Sometimes I think on Rotten Tomatoes, I'm like, oh, that means I'll love this. And even even Madam Web, we'll have we're gonna really get into it on another episode. But I I, I there were parts of me that still like loved it. Yeah, like but there's so many things that are just so bad too that were like, okay, Scotty kind of said at the end, he's like, dude, this was just a. A, like a mistake well, like, you know, like, and it felt like look, a joke it felt like a joke yeah look like venom and venom and, and mac and carnage uh, what was the second one called something carnage, Let Let there be carnage. carnage. and venom 3 is on coming up dude like what are they doing you gotta have spider-man these movies like they're he's integral oh, to the and, story and like, this what? one is like the most that that they've ever done where yeah. it's like just so adjacent to a spider-man that just has never existed like it's yeah. the weirdest and thing. it was supposed to take place in the andrew garfield universe right this took place in 2003 that's a big thing too for this wait movie. what yes 2003 and there is no Spider-Man in this universe. Why? Yeah, yes. why we're, we're talking spoilers for this movie. Why in two thousand three? That's well, that's because to be revealed, maybe. Yeah, we're in the sequel. I, you you yeah. would have to figure the out. You would have to find the guy yeah, the at sequel. Sony that got hit in the head Adam before he to. greenlit this movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Martin, tell us about Transformers by Daniel Warren Johnson. Oh my God! This is um, the new new Transformers. New Transformers okay. series, yeah. So a couple of years ago, I um, oh, Christ, a couple months ago, um, the Energon universe came out. So it, it's it's a Skybound comics, which is headed by Robert Kirkman, who did Walking Dead, Invincible, Oblivion Song, Invincible, all this stuff, um, and. Slyly, they announced this book called Void. Um, oh Christ, Void something or other. Hey Nick, what's that void song? That void book, Void Rivals. God bless. Way you. to go, Nick. Yeah, way to go, Nick. Shout out, Nick. Assist. Uh, and so the and the the end of it, the reveal was that there was a transformer in the end of it, and then it was like that book came out, and I'm like, is that is that a I forget the transformer's name. Anyways, so Dan Warren Johnson, who draws these like his his influences manga with like you know really hyper detailed artwork. He's a big wrestling fan. And he's done a bunch of really good books. One was called Murder Falcon, which is about a musician and his imaginary falcon friend. Um, and then uh, Wonder Woman Dead Earth, where Wonder Woman rips out the skull of, of uh, Superman to use a battering ram to kill dragons. Wow. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Do a power bomb, which is about a wrestling family. It's absolutely, um, it's, I, I cried reading it on the way to uh, wherever the hell I was going. <laughs> and then, um, but this one is about, so it is, it is, Generation one Transformers, but slightly darker. So the first issue is like basically the first episode of Transformers a cartoon, but like like I said, slightly darker. And I mean you got Optimus Prime DDT people, he's clotheslining them. Uh there's this awesome scene where like his uh uh where one of the humans shoots him with like a cannon. Optimus Prime his arms all dinged up, but he's like fighting Starscream. And he rips his own arm off and starts beating Starscream. I'm like, it's just kind of artwork like that, which is just. But there's also these really emotional scenes where, like, in the second issue, where Optimus Prime comes out of like the wherever they're hiding and he steps on this deer, and he kills it. And he looks down. and He's like, Oh my god! And he goes, I, I didn't realize how fragile this world was. 
And it's this really great scene that characterizes Optimus Prime as both mm. a leader, but also sets it up by like why he has to take care of these humans. And um, it's our top-selling book. It is so much fun. It's a blast every issue. And uh, Daniel's going to be joining us via Zoom in April when we talk about uh, Murder Falcon. And he's going to be drawing an arch for the wall, too. So Hell yeah. Way to go, I'm Daniel Warren Johnson. Yeah, Transformers. Daniel Warren Johnson. They're bringing back, uh, and a part of the Energon universe is G.I. Joe. Uh, they're doing great. So they have a G.I. Joe series, a Duke series, a Cobra Commander series. It's the best. As they're Hell wrapping yeah. all this into one. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to rate it. That's the on thing. On that 4 point scale. Uh, you know what? A, a four, I, I, I think I threw away a 4.0 earlier, but I'm going to give this a 3.7. Nice. It's close, but I, I, can't be, I can't be giving those things out left and right. And sometimes if you're feeling real froggy, you can throw a second decimal in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that kind of helps you sometimes just like creep up a little or down. Let's keep that in I'll mind. Think about that. Good note. Good, good note. All right, we got one more um, from you, Martin. Then we'll move on to the meet because we're in a St. Louis comic book store. We're going to talk about some St. Louis comics. Uh, you mentioned that you wanted to share a little bit about CIA comics in Amsterdam. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I'm looking at Scott. Do you know what that, is nope, this ringing got, a bell? I've got nothing. You got on nothing. That. Okay. So, uh, you know, first of all, St. Louis has a lot of amazing comic book stores. Go out and they're all small businesses. They all do this business because they love comics. They love talking to people. They're passionate about it. So go shop at every comic book store out in the area. However, if you're in Amsterdam, you want to go to this place <laughs> called CIA Comics, which is called Comic Importers of Amsterdam. And it is around the corner from uh, the Anne Frank Museum. And, I, and the, uh, one of the owners will be here in April uh, for the Daniel Warren Johnson thing. He's, he's visiting the States. And you guys should actually interview him because he is... So you can talk about European comics. You can talk about just like what it's like over there for pop culture. Yes. Just in London. I remember you messaging me about yeah. that one. Yes, Dude, absolutely. Be, We're he's in. He's awesome. We're he, in. He's a journalist too. So it's a shop that's run completely by volunteers. And um, the guy who I met there is, he's a reporter, but also wants to get free comics so that he shops there. So you walk into this guy's house and it is a, it is a, a row house that you would mistake. In fact, it took me a while to get there. You got to knock on the door. A dude answers the door. Just a house. Just a house. It's a house. And you, he opens the door and you're immediately like, I'm in the wrong place. And you look down the hallway and there's a just, just ginormous chandelier hanging at the end of the hallway and then this the dark hallway with like manga on the side and you walk in you're like hey is this uh is this a comic book store he's like yeah what you looking for and i'm like well let me just kind of look around and then to the side is his dining room with the back room that leads out to the garden that he has blocked off and uh then just piles of comics and rows of comics and he's like, what book are you looking for? And I go, well, I'm just kind of, I, I mean, I don't know. And he's like, just tell me. And so I name a random book and he's like, yeah, it's probably over here somewhere. <laughs> and then, I mean, they, this dude has so many comics because not only does he have all the recent comics, because he also is a supplier for Eastern European comic book stores. So he gets like, if I get a one in 100 comic, so for if I order 100 comics, I get one, one in 100 comic, which I can then sell for like $200. This dude gets 10, one of 100 books because he's moving so many of them. Whoa. Man. So, so he came in and- He's a uh, trafficker. Dude, <laughs> tell me about it. So he's like, oh yeah, so we talk about comics. You go in the basement. He lets me pick out just as many of those as I want. 
I so oh. I come back home with a pile full of one hundred comics, uh, and try to sell them. I still have one of them over there, and um, and then he's like, "All right, so you uh, so you want to see something cool?" And I'm like, uh, "Of course, dude. I'm I haven't yet. <laughs> always, yeah." So we go into the, go into the basement, and then he's got like his like whole bottom shelf is like all of like his selection of comics that he's like um like so we have pull lists which so if you're a comic book reader you want to get a comic book we set up a pull list we'll pull the comics for you it is under that table where nick is right there we've got to come get them come get them this dude's got a basement full of, of them because he's supplying for all of amsterdam and everywhere else in the area it's bonkers and so we go there he's like uh hey you want to see my collectibles i'm like yeah man so now because like you know amsterdam is like a canal city so we are below the canal now in this first basement. We go to the sub-basement, and I immediately think Ooh. I'm going to get killed. My family doesn't know where I'm at because I've been gone for two hours. <laughs> they're, they're, they're very worried about my whereabouts. They don't I'm know. picturing yeah. like hostile. Yeah, yes. so if, you te- if you text your family and you're like, I'm in a sub-basement in Amsterdam, they're like, <laughs> help him! Help him! <laughs> exactly, exactly right, yeah. Uh, and so I, uh, I uh, Go in the sub basement. And he's like, "Yeah, let me show you some of my collectibles." And so, have you ever seen the first appearance of Robin, which is like Detective Comics, uh, I think thirty-five or something? And uh, so he opens up this bathroom door, and in the shower is a stack of slab, which is like protective, like they, they oh in order to like preserve the, a copy of a book, you slab it, you put in protective covering, and it's a good idea to do that because it puts a grade on it. And you know how much it actually is worth in the shower. Of this guy's house is a stack of slabbed books, and in them, it's going through, clock, 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 picking the books up. Oh, here it is. First appearance of Robin, Captain America number one, and all this shit. I was like, oh my God, what, what is going on? And he just has all these books, and he's like, yeah, I just uh, like all these books. He didn't give me any of them, but I got to hold one of them. And, uh, and I was like, I walked out there like, what the fuck is what is going on? Like you just walked out of a multi-million dollar <laughs> yeah, yeah, operation. Totally. And so this guy, he, uh, but they're, uh, I forget his name. It's a very, uh, Am- uh, uh, Netherlands name. And, uh, but like, they were just the coolest guys ever. He gave And it's me called a, CIA. CIA comics. Okay, great. You, yeah, if you go to Amsterdam. Yep. Skip the red light. Because we're going to find them. We'll, there. We're going to be tagging them if they're anywhere. <laughs> this is the nerd red light district. Yeah, yeah, no. Itself. Hell yeah. So like, and it was the coolest experience. Like, you know, if you go to Denver, you go to Mile High Comics, and he has over 2 million books. Um, I mean, they do not have that many books, but uh, it was it was quite the experience. Like, it was just incredible. And uh, and so when they come to town here, I'll make sure you, you know, talk to them because they, they do a lot of stuff. And, you know, they... He's like supplying comics to like Ukrainian comic book stores, which is like the last thing. But it's important because I remember like during the yeah, pandemic right. here. Interesting. When we had the pandemic, you know, our best selling book was a title called My Little Pony Meets Transformers. And it was because of all the shit happening during the pandemic, people just wanted something. An escape. An escape. They wanted something that felt good. Mm. And this guy, they're supplying comic book stores of war torn parts of Eastern Europe. And uh, you know it's a it's a great service, honestly. And he's he's making sure that people still get their books over there. And uh, uh, but it is a trip. So if you go to Europe, definitely visit Amsterdam. 
Yeah, and we got um, listeners in Europe too, so go check them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Netherlands, Netherlands is great, and you know, I, I, went, I visited a comic book store in every city I went to in in Europe, and it was uh, it was great. Well, we started right here in St. Louis, Apotheosis Comics and Lounge, and we're right here in St. Louis, and now we've traveled across, and we're talking about comic books uh-huh. international. So why not? That's a great way to end our segment. What you sharing? And this is where we take a break. So stick around. We'll come right back. Oh, damn. Hey squad, Logan here from Mostly Superheroes, wanting to talk to you today about some real life heroes. Team Jakey, headquartered here in St. Louis, Missouri. They're turning the tragedy of losing their beloved Jake Zeller into life-changing action. Not just by making a difference, but by saving lives. Team Jakey supports both the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and Provident Behavioral Health here in St. Louis. Join us at their annual Gentleman Jake Memorial Cornhole Tournament. It's more than just a game. It's a community coming together to lift each other up with some of the world's best prizes. If you're feeling down or know someone who is, Team Jakey's here with a message of hope. Reach out by calling 988. You can also visit www.afsp.org or text TALK to 741-741. You're not alone, and there's always a way forward. Someone's waiting for your call. Or text message. Search for Team Jakey on Facebook and learn more at www.mostlysuperheroes.com forward slash give. Every bit helps, and together, we can make a difference. When I'm looking to catch the latest flick or indulge in a film classic, there's no place like the Alamo Drafthouse Cinema at the City Foundry, St. Louis, Missouri. It's where cinema and comfort collide with plush seats, state-of-the-art visuals, and a menu that's a blockbuster in its own right. For you movie buffs that can't get enough, check out the Alamo Season Pass. For just $19.99 a month, you can watch as many movies as you want, up to one per day. It's the ultimate ticket for those who live and breathe movies. That's not all. The Alamo Draft House is more than just movies. It's an experience, with events that celebrate film culture, trivia nights that test your movie knowledge, and a bar that's a tribute to cinematic absurdity. It's the ultimate hangout for anyone who loves a good story. You can also book the Alamo Drafthouse Cinema for your private events, birthdays, celebration, corporate events, or even staple events like our screen and social. So whether you're a diehard cinephile or just in for a good time, join me and the crew at 3765 Foundry Way in St. Louis, Missouri. Dive into their showtimes and events at www.drafthouse.com. And don't forget to tell them, mostly superheroes sent you, because every movie night should be legendary when we're not on the airwaves exploring the multiverse with Scotty Scoop and the Giggler, we are browsing the shelves at Apotheosis Comics and Lounge here in St. Louis. It's not just a comic book shop. It's a community hub where stories come alive. Every Wednesday, join owner Martin Casas and fellow fans for the latest pools. Get your hands on the newest issues and maybe snag a hidden gem or two. It's not just about the comics either. Apotheosis hosts comedy shows, artist learning sessions, game nights, and an epic bar where you can enjoy a cold one with new and old friends alike. Looking for more? Dive into discussions at their comic book book club or attend one of their many events celebrating the love of comics, comedy, community, and more. It's the perfect place to unwind, debate your favorite heroes and villains, learn something new, and discover epic and local adventures alike. 
Find your next favorite read or hidden gem at 3206 South Grand Boulevard in St. Louis, Missouri, and check out www.shopapotheosis.com. Check out Apotheosis Comics and Lounge and make sure you tell them that mostly superheroes sent you because every superhero needs a layer. Hey squad, it's Logan from Mostly Superheroes. Today I want to share with you a group that's very close to our hearts. Tiny Superheroes, right here in St. Louis, Missouri. Tiny Superheroes is an incredible organization that empowers kids overcoming illness or disability with their very own superhero capes. Because every child deserves to feel like a superhero. Tiny Superheroes is on a mission to empower extraordinary kids all over the world. These aren't just any capes. They're symbols of strength, courage, and the superpowers that every child has inside. For every cape purchased, Tiny Superheroes donates one to a child overcoming challenges, spreading joy and confidence. And the adventure doesn't stop there. These tiny superheroes embark on monthly missions, earning patches, and joining a community that celebrates their unique journeys. So, let's rally behind these little legends. Visit www.tinysuperheroes.com to learn how you can support their mission. Whether you're gifting a cape or joining their squad, you're helping to uplift heroes who inspire us every day. <laughs> the Meat. Welcome back from the break. This is Mostly Superheroes back again here still in Apotheosis Comics and Lounge off Grand in St. Louis, Missouri with your host Logan, Scotty Scoop, The Giggler, and Martin Casas and Nick. Yep. Nick, welcome to the pod, man. <laughs> Say hi. Introduce yourself. You've been working the shop the whole time we've been in here. Customers are wheeling and dealing. I think you just told me you've been here a couple years. Tell us about yourself. Um, Nick, I've been working here for two years. Uh, it's a fun time. Get to hang out, talk about comic books. Yeah. Yeah, you're a big you're a big reader. You said you, you've been uh, a lifer of comic books, reading it. And yeah. in in, this is the perfect job for you, right? This is kind of like best of both worlds. A little work, a little money, but look around. I mean, this is yeah, your place I, of work. I, I got an employee discount, but I don't save no money. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about St. Louis comics and right. Martin, I'm kind of going to let you lead the conversation. We'll see where we go. Cause this is going to be like a double highlight of comic books and our city. Yeah. And we'll kind of end with the, you know, we're in the shop. I want to hear about the shop. So sure. talk to us about some St. Louis comic books. Yeah. So uh, when you come in the bar, um, or, sorry, when you come to the store and you go to the bar above the bar is my collection of comics that take place in St. Louis. So this started um, with a book called X-Men. If you don't know X-Men, sorry, man. It started with, with, with X-Men 36 when I was reading it. And so X-Men 36 is about uh, a character named um, Sink. And in the book, uh, he's surrounded by police because the first time he uses his powers, he blows out all the windows in his neighborhood. And so he says, uh, officer, are you going to arrest me because I yelled too loud? And he says, no, uh, Everett, because when you yelled, you blew out every window between Grand and Gravoy. Now, for anybody who knows where our shop is, Grand is that way, Gravoy is there. That is a Tower Grove East apotheosis superhero right there. And his 30th anniversary is this year. So we're going to do something for Sync and Generation Ooh. X this year. So There's an applause happening yeah, right now. And he's also the leader of the X-Men now. So, uh, so Everett Thomas, Sink, Tower Grove East neighborhood, uh, 
And actually, when I was president of Tiger Beast Neighborhood Association, I made him the official superhero of the neighborhood. <laughs> yes, uh, and uh, to be replaced by the new St. Louis comic Soon. hero coming from a local artist. Yes. Right, right? A little plug there. All right, tell us about another one. So I started uh, kind of doing research on what other books have taken place here, which led me to the Fantastic Four book right there in the middle where the Hulk and Thing fight on top of the arch. Um, and you can tell kind of a common theme of the arch and really up to recent days that no one's really seen what it looks like. So <laughs> that cover there, you've got some uh, guys have their heads sticking out the windows. Very look, large windows. Very large windows. Vomit. Pretty inducing. close, though. Pretty close. <laughs> if you could stick your if you could put your head out there, I, there would be vomit everywhere on the floor because it'd be, it'd be too much. Yeah, you can tell they were like, listen, is, the, is, is that the arch? They're like, that's definitely the arch. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. the big black wall on the side. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> looks right. cool, though. That so, thing's been catching my eye for the whole two hours that we've been it's here. a great I've, cover I've, and it's, i can't stop looking at it It says there's a shock it. ending yeah yes well the shock one. ending is oh, spoiler alert yeah. yeah yeah come in and get it <laughs> so uh so there's that issue there and then kind of the uh as we go down the line the you have aquaman which is drawn by colin bunn who's now he's a lives in springfield missouri uh aquaman for some reason an atlantean temple materializes beneath the arch aquaman swims up the mississippi to, to fight it thank god <laughs> Uh, the first time Avengers West Coast and East Coast met was in that book on the end there, uh, was in St. Louis. Um, on the top shelf, the top row there is The Son of Satan, a guy named Damien Hellstrom. That book <clears throat> is called The 4,000 Holes in Forest Park. Now, Damien Hellstrom was written by a guy named Steve Gerber, who was a uh, raised, born and raised uh, St. Louisan, wrote for Marvel Comics of the 70s, creator of Man-Thing, Howard the Duck, and Son of Satan, who is a... Uh, a professor of theology at a Jesuit college in St. Louis, and he has adventures all over the city. Um, my two other favorite storylines are going to be, well, actually, okay, Skyrocket in the middle there was a, 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 that was part of the power company at DC Comic Book in the, in the year 2000. She lives in Lafayette Square. That's kind of the middle, in the middle there. Firepower, written by Robert Kirkman, creator of Walking Dead. By Chris Samney, lives in Wildwood. That is a kung fu book that takes place there. Love, uh, Strange Love Adventures with Harley Quinn the Dinosaur. That's the first appearance of Eagly, who is Peacemaker's... Oh, Peacemaker's <laughs> yes. Si sidekick. Yes, and exactly pet. right. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of go down like Scalp Hunter. That's a DC character. That takes place in the 1800s uh, in St. Louis. Uh, but, you know, we also have like, one of the greatest comic book writers of all time, or artists of all time, Jim Lee... Went to high school, oh, man. of course, here in St. Louis for, for about a year and a half, maybe two years. And he drew the book on the top shelf there called Deathmate, which is a crossover between Image and Valiant Comics, which was the uh, biggest competitor to DC and, and Marvel at the time because it had all the young top talent. That is uh, takes place in a thing called the Ark, where it's the evil empire of his world uh, is in the Ark, which is two arches joined together. Oh and then they God. blow it up. Uh, and then actually below that is Divine Right on the very end there, also drawn by Jim Lee. That's all in St. Louis. It's a, got a King Arthur kind of thing happening. And it mostly takes place in the Central West End, which is amazing. Um, and then Iron Man in the middle, when James Rhodes, who took over for uh, uh, Tony Hawk, when he, Tony Hawk. <laughs> Great skateboarder, the billionaire. Yeah. Talk yeah. about crossovers know, you need crossover. right there. Was, <laughs> Tony Stark. Um, Taken over by War Machine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He uh, didn't know how to pilot the Iron Man armor, so he uh, brought it to St. Louis, and Hank Pym had a lab here to show him how to how to work it. And a guy broke in the lab and robbed them almost immediately. Did they uh, shrink the arch? That doesn't sound no, like no, St. No, Louis. No, not, yeah, 
Well, that's about yeah, it took place in the 80s, so that's the most St. Louis story ever. Um, I want to read all of these, I'm telling you. Yeah, Archie Pals and Gals. That has Joe Edwards in it from Blueberry Hill. The story is Archie's jalopy is stolen. He reads it in the paper that uh, Blueberry, he sees a picture of Joe Edwards with his jalopy in front of Blueberry Hill. Archie flies out to St. Louis, finds that it's in fact not his jalopy, and Joe Edwards does make an appearance. <laughs> One of my, uh, so kind of the two that I'll wrap it up with are. You're doing great. Thank you. I give this speech probably a thousand times. This is going to be an amazing yeah, clip yeah. on Instagram. Oh, great. Um, Justice League at the very bottom there. That is the 1972. It will feature all these covers. Oh my uh, god! Superman or uh, Justice League comes due to St. Louis because Santa Claus is murdered. Uh, they have to Christmas find- and St. Yeah. Louis. Yes, and they uh, great picture of the Justice League on top of the arch in that book. Uh, they find out Santa Claus is in fact not murdered. It's just some guy. But they were going to blow up the Pruitt Igo uh, housing uh, complex in that storyline, which is bonkers. I need the Justice League on the arch in our studio. Yeah. We like should that. get that made. Yeah, it should be. Made. This is this is a money maker for you. Yeah, right well, now, that's, you know. that's my arches over here. There's that's a reason what... you put it on this wall. I know. Yes. Um, oh, I see. This. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. This okay. Is the, uh, so my favorite though is that Gambit, one of the most popular X Men of all time, um, very popular in the X Men '97 series. Yes, in the uh, promo even. Yeah, he's a Cajun. Uh, has uh, and his first appearance was in Uncanny X Men 288, I think, uh, and it actually was in Cairo, Illinois. Mm. So we, he found uh, he rescued Storm in Cairo. So this book here, X Men Fifty Two, up here, Mister Sinister has kidnapped Bishop uh, and Gambit at the same time, and Gambit and Bishop escape. They 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 get out of the uh, secret laboratory. Bishop has no idea where they are. Uh, Gambit looks around, immediately recognizes that he's in Sage, Illinois. Oh my God! How he recognized that? Probably <laughs> we know. That's a local joke. Gambit right there. immediately knew where he was, and uh, that I that is one of my favorite hope, books because hope he had so, some ones. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that is the, the just the the greatest Gambit story of all time. And I mean, you talk about characters you need to be known right now. I mean, Gambit, Sin- uh, Sinister. I mean, these are these are big time characters in the X Men '97 show coming. They're all. I mean, Mister Sinister is in there. Mister the, Sinister. All these yeah. guys are going to be in the show. Yeah, for sure. Dude, uh, yeah. uh, Epic Collection. Can people Thank like you. are these uh, books that people can come in and read, buy? Are these just for show? Is this your collection? These are just for show, but they're all on our website. So if you go to shopapotheosis.com, there's a page there called uh, yes, um, St. Louis Superheroes, and they're all collected in there nice. with screen grabs of all the, the comics. Good. Okay. We've got uh, the Iron Man one at the bar for people oh, yeah, to right. check out as well. It's over there by the controllers. Yeah. Okay. we got a little reading section here at the bar if you want to come and have a beer and get something to read. We also oh, have this, great. this really great book there called um, uh, it's called Super it's called Superheroes and has a seminal story called Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex, and it explains how Superman can have sex. <laughs> Finally, yes, Cri- yes, Kryptonite yeah, combo. Finally, we all know. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I love that. Like all the stuff around. Like I mean, with the the uh, more graphic superhero stuff nowadays with the boys and mm-hmm. and showing how kind of like how it would really be like yeah that, that kind of piques my interest yeah and you know a lot of this stuff too is that how the store is designed is to kind of create conversation and to bring people into like you know, get them not committed to the store but feel connected to it but also it's that when a lot of people come in the first thing they say is i haven't read comics since i was a kid this is mostly a kid's thing it's there's still kind of that stigma about comics being mostly for kids but you kind of unwrap the stories behind it and the origins, the importance of it, and explain that comic books are American mythology. Mostly for adults. Mostly yeah. For adults. Yeah. yeah. Well, shoot. Yeah. I mean, you got 
Manifest Destiny up there. Yes. That is definitely not for children. Definitely not for children, no. Yeah, we've got some uh, plans, these guys don't even know this, for the, the show to d- kind of dive deep into the mythology of superheroes mm-hmm. a little bit more and kind of get back to some of where those original stories come from yeah. because they, they're all, they're, they're the epic stories from forever put into books for you to read, like truly. Greek mythology and, and mostly the group, Greek, Jesus, Greek uh, Pantheon were... We said it's a bar. It's also Greek. a bar. That's correct, yeah. <laughs> they had... Yeah, yeah, my NA beers were like, getting me. <laughs> nice, <out>. nice. NA <laughs> options, cool. I, uh, you know, the Greek mythology was based on like trying to explain things around them and how man could like you know confront them. It's the same thing with superheroes. Is that is it's you know Superman was more powerful than locomotive, able to leap a tall building in a single bound, uh, and as time went on, his powers grew because they needed something that could challenge those things. So then he became. He was able to fly across the, the ocean to fight the Nazis. He was able to go into space in the space program. He could survive a nuclear bomb. Um, so superheroes have always been American mythology, and I love talking about it. That's awesome. That's like yeah. uh, the line from uh, Captain America Civil War, you know, whenever they're kind of talking about the causality of heroes and villains in general. I think Vision says in that movie, you know, like our very existence brings the challenges that yeah. challenge us. So mm-hmm. there's a back and forth and ebb and flow, some yin and yang. Very nerdy. Love it. That's this guy's character. I love Captain Cap. America. Yeah. 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 Let's, 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 Nick, you tell us. You were telling us you are uh, Captain America is your guy. Oh, Captain America has always been my guy. You're reading yeah. some stuff lately. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I really like the, the current run of Captain America. It's like a supernatural type whodunit kind of thing mm, my my partner would love that carrie would love a good whodunit and i would love captain america so maybe it's something we could team up on yeah and it's 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 really cool too because uh they they um flash back to uh new york in the 30s when there was like nazi rallies happening in new york mm, very cool so it's it's a historical too very nice. Well, again, applaud the St. Louis collection, Martin. I mean, as a as a St. Louis guy, like I just want to read all of them. Like yeah. I re- like I really like it's getting me nerdy, and I really want the artwork. It's like picturing the Justice League up on the arch, stuff like that. And then you mentioned you have another wall on the other side. What's going on over there? Yeah. So this is a uh, this this started as a joke because we were talking about. Um, uh, oh, that's all right. It's just Scott's GoPro. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. the backup footage. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this this started off because I wanted to find out how much it would cost Jim Lee to draw a picture of the arch, which is two lines. We tried. Which we tried, <laughs> and we didn't get a response back from. Nice. But uh, So whenever we have a, a comic professional or a celebrity visit the store, we have them draw an arch. Uh, so it started with Neil Gaiman in the lower left-hand corner there when wow. he was in town for um, uh, Slews. They were giving him a literary award, and I interviewed him. I was, I was hanging out with Neil Gaiman for three days. It was awesome. You kidding and he, me? And, yeah, and, and, hey, you two nerds, educate us. Who, who's that? What, what's he famous for? Sandman. There oh, it yeah. is. Yeah, he is. I mean, Neil Gaiman is the mm. guy that is. He is responsible for bringing adults into and women into uh, the comic medium. In fact, he uh, graphic novels are a direct result of fans wanting female fans wanting more longer editions to read uh, because they were coming to conventions and it was the first time women had ever been to conventions was because of the Sandman, but they wanted something that was a little bit longer. So they started Karen Berger, who was the uh, editor-in-chief of uh, Virgo Comics at the time, started putting them together in collected trade paperbacks. Mm. And then Sandman Volume 1 was flying off the shelves. And women were starting to get to comics, and now 
Like our customer base is about, I'd say about half and half men and women. That's amazing. Wow. And it's, it's something to, to consider to remember too, is that girls have always read comics. I say girls cause it was, it was catered mostly toward younger women, uh, children, girls in the fifties uh, through the seventies. And in 1963, June 1963, when Spider-Man or uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1 came out, half the titles on the market were for girls. It was nurse books. It was models. It was, you know, it was Betty doctors. Betty and Veronica kind of stuff. It, it, romance stuff, yeah. So, so half the market has always been dedicated to, to girls. And it really got more subjectively toward boys for a long period of time until uh, Sandman showed up. Mm. So... Um, yeah, so whenever they come into town, we have wow. we have some really great art. I have a bunch more artists come into town this year uh, that I'm excited to add their art to the, um, uh, the the list. There, I you know I could mail out to a thousand people and ask them to draw an arch, but they have to come here, and so yeah. you know that it's important because they've been here, they've drawn that sketch in the store, and it's now on our wall. And now it's a call to arms. Anyone listening to this, like big artists out there, yeah. like get into the shop in St. Louis, come draw your arch. We have a Sunday scribbling class every Sunday. And uh, we have artists come in and teach people how to do a thing, like it would draw or whatever. Like we had a, we had someone draw a brick, brick surface. I think it was Gene Ha, um, and it turned into a perspective thing. But we have like artists coming in here. If you want to learn how to draw something, come in on Sunday, and we have like comic artists in here every Sunday um, teaching people how to draw whatever. Holy shit! Just yeah. everyday people, maybe new artists, uh, mm -hmm. younger artists, and you may and. Old, maybe you're an older artist just getting started or maybe you just want to kind of see what's going on in your community. It's artist day on, on Sundays. Yeah. A lot of times, I think whatever community you're in, sometimes you feel very insular. Like you're the only person that's into this thing, but then yeah. when you find a group of people that you're simpatico with, man, like it's like it changes your world. So well, that's like, that's like the whole thing behind apotheosis right there. Right. You're trying to, that's, right. that's your groove, the niche. All right. So we're talking about, all right, great job on the highlights of the walls you. in the store itself. You want to highlight anything else in the store? And then we'll talk about what's happening well, at the store. The amazing Nick. I would like that. Go ahead. <laughs> Tell us what's yeah, point. Yeah. The amazing <laughs> Nick. I, I've been, I've been watching Nick make sales. Yeah. I like something in the do store. Road, do you have any roadkill here by chance? Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, what's, you got a new mascot, I heard. <laughs> I heard something. We, we have some really great. I was great, just curious. We have some really great customer experiences here um, at this shop. We're on South Grand and something wild happens, I think, almost. Well, always buy something. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I assumed not by some of the stories I've heard. Yeah, it seems like yeah. they're more wandering in to share something big. What, what happened with this one? Well, so uh, today I was in the store and uh, when I got in my car, I noticed this guy was walking down the street with his doll under his arm. And I was like, oh, that looks like a really weird possum doll. And uh, and I was like, whatever. Open the store up and I'm in here and minding my own business. And this guy walks in. The same dude who had the possum doll walks in and he's, uh, I go, hey man, where'd you get that possum doll? And he's like, uh, it's not a doll. I found it. And I'm like, <laughs> what? No. Yeah, I'm like, hey, I mean, you can't bring that possum no. in here. And he's like, what? Like, 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 I'm the dick. <laughs> Flabbergasted. Like, you cannot like, bring what? a dead animal in my store, please. So then like so an hour or two pass, I have a customer in, uh, Paul was here. And I was, uh, uh, I was talking to Paul in the front of the store and I smell the cigarette smoke and I'm like, where the hell is that coming from? I look on my front door where human beings walk into the door and into the store and the dude is sitting on my front porch smoking a cigarette with his dead possum and just not a care in the world. And I, I'm like, dude, you cannot, you cannot, you and your possum cannot sit here. <laughs> 
Where am I supposed to go? Anywhere. Anywhere. Go go back in a tree with a possum. I don't know. But <laughs> take the possum 10 the feet possum away at least. <laughs> anywhere else, yeah. No, but we always have a... It, it, it's one of the best things about having a store is you really do get a collection of really great people. Yeah, that's really nice. That's a good <laughs> yeah. way to wrap that in a bow. Somebody dragging a possum in your store. <laughs> Dude, it was a big possum. That was possum very PR of you. Humongous. This really sounds like the the new superhero for St. Louis. Possum oh, man? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The possum. <laughs> the possum. His superpower is to fix potholes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah aren't, hey, possums. aren't we all? Uh, we all hope that. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not hey, the one we deserve. Ma- maybe that's going to be the inspiration for your new uh, superhero coming out yeah. of these artists. The pothole fixer, finally. Oh, I'm sure that's going to be or, someone's going to do that. Yeah. Or one <laughs> the to, filler? To, to be able to give tickets to people that have expired license plates. That'd be a nice. Yeah. There were oh, ten they, tags they, from 2019. Yes. Hey, there's more to our city than these things. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, all right. So tell us what go- else is going on at the shop. You got the artist day on Sundays. You got all sorts of different types of events to, to kind of fit everybody's niche and what you're into. Yeah. I mean, like, so I'm a big fan of live comedy. And so, uh, you know, what are like, comedians called? They're called comics. So we have <laughs> comics in the comic book store. So every Saturday we have a comedy show. Uh, the 200th one is this Saturday, the 24th. Um, and then um, which I don't know if it's going to air. No, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll make it. Well, but then again, we have, we have uh, every Wednesday's new comic book day. We have free combo day coming up on May 4th. Um, we got a bunch of great artists coming in. Uh, we have our book clubs every third Thursday of the month. And that's a great time. We always zoom in like an artist and get to meet them. And uh, that's a lot of fun. And um, mic open mic night. First Wednesday of the month. Mm-hmm. First yeah. Wednesday of the month. First nice. Of the month, yeah. And then, um, oh, go ahead. Workshop on Monday. Yes. Writer's then, workshop. We have a new, uh, we've been blasting through these kegs, I think, like every week. So we'll, every week we'll, we'll highlight a new beer. That's awesome. Yeah. And you're working with local breweries on pulling in some beers? We are. Yeah, this one is, uh, well, this is not local, but it's Kansas City. It's Mother's. Uh, we have a coffee stout. Oh, Mother's. Pretty, pretty yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty delicious. Uh, you also take the show on the road sometimes. You saw uh, Billy D. Williams, I think, mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, when we he was in St. Night. Louis. Yesterday. He was, yeah. How was that? He, and he, let's catch us up. He came in and did a, a speaking event on a book that he yeah, wrote. He has a right? book called, he has a book that came out. I have a copy of it over there, but he has yeah. a book that he did. And so he's, I mean, dude's 87 years old. He is still sounds awesome. He is cool as hell. Um, but the best thing about Billy D. Williams, or actually, so one of those artists over there is Spencer Wilding. He played Darth Vader in Rogue One and he was here. The best thing about having Star Wars people in town is the 501st legion will show up and they will support their guys they will come out like there's a chewbacca they have two chewbacca's come out they have the r2d2s uh the guys in costume like they want people to know that they are welcome and they're loved here so wow. the 501st legion comes out and they will they'll do i mean i think when i don't know if you were here for that when spencer wild you were yeah there was like maybe like 10 12 of these guys just I mean, the chewbacca costume was on stilts yeah he like, was, yeah. like these guys are tall. like movie wow. accurate costumes well, wow dude, if you ever want to see something cool or you want to get a new hobby yeah r2d2 building is like this they have like functioning r2 bots r2 droids 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 don't let me sound stupid oh man uh, <laughs> boo but, this man yeah. <laughs> what is this like unwanted web traffic <laughs> uh but yeah an r2 builders club like there's like there's like guys who fabricate r2 units and it's great. You, there you go, Andy. You've been building these Legos. Yeah. You'll be fine. What he's been waiting cake. for. Yeah. yeah, piece of cake. I don't right. even change my oil. I had but a guy I can who surely build the R2D2. 
You yeah, can do sure. it. Yeah. <laughs> one of the guys was like, uh, so what's great about this droid is, is that this one can handle over 52 parsecs data worth of astro uh, navigation. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how do you, how you measure it? Make beeps. <laughs> He's like, in beeps other words, in other words, it's 10 gigabytes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So I think we had some questions for Martin. Andy, you want to oh, yeah, kick us sure. off? You, you got it in the back pocket? I, I got it in my brain. All right, let's Hopefully do it. Hopefully I get this right. You but. got it. So every time I'm here, I feel like I'm just wandering around aimlessly. Yeah, I'm noticing. Help, help, <laughs> help a brother out because I know there's probably so many people that are like like me that came into this world from basically because of the MCU, more or less. I mean, yeah. I was yeah. a huge Batman fan prior to that, but that really like lit the fire under me, under me for sure. Yeah. So I just kind of want to hear maybe some comic book runs that – that you've seen on on the big screen that you love or and kind of like the opposite something that you want to see on the big screen that has only been in written form for now oh man you know i think that a, a movie that needs to be that should be in the, it was craven's last hunt from spider-man uh that was a phenomenal storyline um i would love to see you might get that yeah no yeah hopefully <laughs> um there were some things that were in Infinity War. Infinity War was based loosely on Infinity Gauntlet. I would love to see a more accurate Infinity Gauntlet. What was missing from Infinity War that's in Infinity Gauntlet? Well, in Infinity Gauntlet was, so first of all, it's, you know, Thanos is, he is doing it because he is in love with death and he's trying to get her attention. So Hell he yeah. kills half the universe. Oh, I've seen the Silver Surfer cartoon from 1998. Yes, right, I knew, yeah. I knew that answer. Well, that then one. also, but like, like, give Adam Warlock and Silver Surfer and uh, it doesn't, like... So cosmic. The, it's way cosmic. Oh, I love yeah. it. That's my favorite. Like all the cosmic beings come down to, to, to mess up um, Thanos. It's it's awesome. Hell yeah. It's really fun. Um, but then also, I think, and I think James Gunn's going to do it, but, mm. you know, um, Superman for All Seasons is a really awesome story about Superman's early days and kind of really gets the emotional core of who he is. Um, you think Legacy will do anything for us? I hope so. Yeah. I really do. Um, but then kind of like off the wall, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the Midnight Suns would be awesome to see, like a good Ghost Rider, Morbius, like have those guys done right. I think it'd be really cool. I think yeah. the live action Static Shock. Is static yeah. Shock, oh, yeah, for sure. Holy shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, for sure. I like oh, that. man, I had a, oh, you know what? Actually, actually, I'd like to see a Bloodstone Hunt Captain America series because that's like a back in the 80s, Ooh. they did an Indiana Jones kind of like Captain America storyline where he was like trying to, he was in the ant, he was in the jungle and. It's a great run. Is the blood, it's just fun. Is the Bloodstone... Uh, the same one. This is the same one from uh, Werewolf by Night? Yes. Yeah. See? I mean, mm -hmm. they are doing it. I'm, yeah. I'm in. You I'm, get it. You I'm, get it. I, like, you say things, and I'm like, I watch these things. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, I, I would really like to see one of my favorite Wolverine stories was uh, Enemy of the State. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Where Wolverine, uh, he, he gets brainwashed. Again, and he's just going after the heroes, man. Like Winter Soldier style. Oh, going after them. Well, yeah, he, he gets brainwashed by the hand. By the by the hand. Oh, yeah, nice. that's who it was. So the some, first one is he's like trying to steal these, like, there. weapons from the heroes. Then after he gets his brain unwashed, he is uh, he then goes on a killing spree on all the hand. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. You guys ready for Daredevil: Born Again? You guys pumped for that show? I mean, were you into the Daredevil series on Netflix? 
so so much. Yeah, mm. I mean, I, you know, nope. I, I, uh, you haven't owned a TV in years. You said, right, Nick? <laughs> my thing with the Marvel TV shows was like, uh, we don't need nine episodes to see them finally put the, the uniform on. Like, yeah, like, give us the thing at the beginning and get to it. Yeah, that's we're done it. with origin stories yes. at this point. Yeah, which is what I think She-Hulk got well so well, got well so well, got so right, was that um, kicked it off. She was. Uh, they did the first episode was awesome. They kept adding more heroes. They basically pulled out She-Hulk. I didn't read these comics, but I'm inferring they basically pulled out like when She-Hulk in her comics was in her prime, and they made that the show. Yes. Yeah. Like it seems like what it felt like to me. Scotty was yeah. all about it. Oh, I loved it. I, I love She-Hulk. She's one of my favorites. Same. Same. Um, yeah, I guess I was going to say doing her storyline, but, uh, also like, you know, squirrel girl would be fun as hell to watch. Oh, they, they tried. They tried. Yeah. They, they tried. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Scotty, any other questions for apotheosis, um, Martin, Nick, you got anything else? Other than that, we're going to move into, uh, we'll get into coming up and wrap this thing up, man. Do you read it all? Is there, is, do you read it all? Like it comes in, like oh, how oh, much of your I time do you spend reading what comes into the shop? So here's the deal. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> that's a great question. Um, that's a fantastic question. The thing about being a comic store owner is, is that you first get into the business because you're a fan and you you want to like share that love. Eventually, it becomes a chore, mm. and you you can't. And I spent a long time last year uh, when I was like visiting other shop owners, trying to like figure out if I wanted to keep doing this or not. And uh, I decided to keep doing it. And, you're welcome, Nick. You're yeah, safe. Yeah, yeah. You're good. You're good. You're, 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 Nick, you're good. Um, but I heard the same story from everybody, all the comic shop owners, which was like they don't read the comics anymore. They haven't read comics in years. They're kind of burned out of it. Um, and I didn't want that to become me. So I dedicate, um, I get my stack of comics that I read and on, on Wednesday night. So when I go home tonight, um, and I make time to read those comics because I do not want to not fall out of love with this this uh, industry. So yes, I do. Do I read everything? Hell no. Oh yeah, but you're at least seeing the cover. Maybe you're skimming. Well, what we do is that uh, I kind of tell the, I don't kind of I do tell these guys is that you know go through the store, find a book to sell every day. You don't have to read everything. Re- read the the description so you know how to sell it. You know what the main talking points are, and you also you can keep up to date with what's going on. Mm. Um, and there's also a lot of like really great videos and, and podcasts that kind of like summarize stories for you. Um, but I make sure to read the stuff that I want to love, and uh, so I can still convey that spirit. Which is why, I mean, when you first started, there was maybe two Superman subscribers, and now we have I think uh, maybe over ten or twelve. So we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, it's interesting because I think about how we're in the new age of all this stuff, and it's just like bigger than ever. I'm glad you stayed in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're transcending kind of that fan base. Who who are who's coming in the shop most of the time? It's going to be your diehards like Scott. You got your newbies like Andy that are like dipping their toe. Then you got me who would be wandering around just like Andy said. You know where I'm like I don't even know where to start. So well, who, who do you guys see? So actually, what I would say to that is that we get a lot of those guys that come in here who don't know where to start, and we always tell people find the thing that looks the most interesting and start there. Like it doesn't have to be volume one, doesn't be volume two. The Just first comic in. book I ever read was uh, Infinite Crisis issue, Crisis on Infinite Earths number four, which was like the worst place to dive into, the beginning of this long epic. And I didn't finish reading Crisis on Infinite Earths for about 10 years. 
Because I'm a slow reader. No, no. <laughs> because I couldn't find the books. Because like you, we have to go to a comic store and have to find them. Now, it was before uh, eBay, because I'm old. And uh, so you had to go to the stores and find them. And I would piece together the story. And uh, But I think what happened was around like Harry Potter and Hunger Games and what's the vampire one? The, the, the Twilight. Twilight. A whole new age of, of reader came in that had to read things sequentially. And they had like this, the books came in, you had to read them in order and you had to start a volume one. You know, one of the biggest problems we have is that we have a lot of volume twos, threes, and fours on there that have nothing to do with volume ones and selling them is really hard to do. Um, but we just tell people finds because like comic books are designed, at least the older ones were, to like grab your attention on the rack. So it had to be dynamic. It had to be interesting. You had to like, it had to, it had to grab your attention among all the stuff. So it, it, it's like our store. Like look at this wall here. The thing that would grab your attention is what you're going to buy. Yeah, gravitate towards it. Right. And every comic book um, back before, they, they, they're now marketed more to become trade paperbacks to collect them. So they do less of like summarization and, and have complete stories. A comic book back in the 70s and 80s and mid-90s, you had to have, if it was part five of a seven-part story, each comic had to have a summary, a beginning, middle, and end story, and had to wrap up that story and then continue on the next one because, mm. again, it was designed to get you to buy the next one. But also, you may never read another comic book in your life again. It can't so just that, be a straight-up cliffhanger. Right. So that's why you had so many, like, these, all these characters are being created because they had to fill something up. Yeah. So, okay, this, this, well, okay, so Craven's going to come and going to hit Spider-Man and he's going to find the next issue. But uh, we need, like, a skateboarding guy to come in and fight him for this issue. And then that's where you get... Man, stuff. I can tell you, as, like, a present-day watcher of the MCU and I now I also flash back to whenever I was reading books in in elementary school for the for the book fair you know getting the points <laughs> and uh, the fourth Harry Potter book cr the fourth one Goblet of Fire I think caught my eye and that is what I was like I didn't even know I didn't care that it was number four it was yeah. the one they had yeah. and I read Goblet of Fire first and became I read every book after that yeah. all right so I you can dr you can drop in if you're interested MCU too Man, I come back to that chronological timeline order all the time. It's probably where I spend most of my time on my TV is on that MCU chronological timeline order. I think it's so awesome. I just kind of like go back and forth. And I used to Wait, be- what is this? Uh, on Disney Plus, they're doing a really good job of showing you the chronological order of all their titles. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. So Marvel, Star Wars, they have a Star Wars timeline. Like they really show you like what comes first and what comes last. And I would be obsessed with that MCU timeline. I'd be like, you know what? I just want to start. I just want to keep the timeline going. Yeah. It's not the case anymore. Now I'm like finding like, I just want to pop into this Captain America story. I just want to pop into this Daredevil. We're watching me and Carrie watching Daredevil now. The, it's really the, the beauty of back issues is you can go in and you can buy like a, because you mark the books down two bucks. You can go in and buy a really kick-ass older book. Um, and again, because the back then they were designed to be longer format. Mm -hmm. So uh, you get, you spend more time on those older issues and do newer issues. Cause they're like these new ones are trying to get, they got to get a six issue run in in order to put it. And also the artwork takes a lot more time. They're more detailed now. So they're, they're more wider pages, bigger uh, spreads. Um, just so you can kind of cheat it out and it doesn't take you a whole month to write one book. Well, I think we are approaching the end. So Martin do us this. We got local people. Get them into the store. We got to get them into the store. And then the, where can they find you? Online for our people local yeah. and around town. Where do they find you? Just look up Apotheosis Comics on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Threads, TikTok. 
All Only fans. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> not uh, yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, We've talked about doing like there a is under, a stage under the table, <laughs> right. under the table stuff for our podcast <laughs> or something. Uh, all right. And then uh, what are your hours? Oh God. It's more open Monday through Sunday. And then uh, like till about eight o'clock until and then fr- Friday and Saturday till 10. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So come read your comics. You got tables here. You got booths. You got the coffee, bar. We got coffee, this, popcorn, drinks. Yeah. Get video games. You, you can got the bring outside hookup. food in. Oh, nice. Bring yeah. your own food. Very mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you so much for having Mostly Superheroes in your place tonight. It was great to have you guys. I love talking to this. I love having fans in the store. Come anytime. During the break, we were just talking about how amazing this setup feels, and we'd love to come back and set it up over and over and make make it more of a regular thing. And maybe we can yeah. steal one of your days eventually, and we'll get some of our people in here. And we're trying. I think we make up a lot of your fan base, so yeah, we'll we'll try to help you out. We'll do shots and next time. You help us out too. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. Anything I can do, let me let me know. Some crossover contests. I got to leave behind for you with like a QR code. We could do a little bit of that type of thing. I love it. Let's, I love it. Let's make some. Let's let's have a crossover. I love it. Multi multiverse. Scotty Scoop, any sign offs? Oh man, I, I, I'm just gonna try and make it out of here without spending too much money. <laughs> I was watching you the whole time my Martin was talking, and all I was thinking to myself was nobody's having a better time than Scotty. I oh think, yeah, right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I gotta have that. Well, one of these things over here. Oh, I Dude, I honestly, when I when I started this shop, I, I was like, well, the good thing is I'm not gonna have to buy all these comics because I, I owned them. That's and what I was <laughs> like. No, I need to take them home and give them a good home. A real home at I need, home. I need my trophies. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Giggler, how about you, buddy? Man, I love this place. I'll be back next week, actually. I got to pick up Moon Man 2 on Wednesday. So. Ooh, yeah. Kid Cuddy. So I'll be there for that. Um, but yeah, it's just awesome to see Martin doing his thing in here. Like the last few times I've been here, just watching him kind of help other customers. I've seen how knowledgeable he is. And today uh, definitely went through the roof on that so i know everything i possibly could so thank you for that sir um, i know we've had we've you've been on the podcast twice now so these have been kind of like the get to know you's now i want now this is where we start to have a lot of fun because we can get into some some nerdy stuff like pick, yeah. pick a theme pick a series pick something that's hot right now let's just talk about that come in for an hour talk about you were talking about gi joe's during the break like there's uh, we would really love to get deep into the storylines i'm here for you all right, guys, plenty coming up on the podcast. A lot more local shows for sure. Sam the DM, the Dungeon Master, Dungeons and Dragons fans. Yes. Get ready. We're going to talk to him again. We're going to be seeing Stephen F. Smith over at the Royale Food and Spirits oh, in yeah? a couple weeks. Yeah, we're recording there. You know I'm getting yeah. that, that cranberry margarita. You know I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, we also are going to have Steve Ewing from across the street at Steve's Hot Dogs coming back on the pod, doing some Star Wars collaborations and um, going to be talking music. You know, he's doing all sorts of stuff with the Urge, Master Blaster, and Steve Ewing Band. We can't wait. And then on the horizon, you nerds, X Men '97, Deadpool, and Wolverine, Planet of the Apes, Kingdom it's, of looks it, good to me. Kingdom of Planet of the Apes. I mean, me and Scott even doing the rewatch. Yeah, watched them all. I think we got to do an episode to get ready. Yeah, we might have to. Do we'll, that. we'll figure it out. Um, and then we got Scotty's comic book corner. That we got to get coming. going too. It's coming, folks. Oh, okay. So that's going to probably be a little. You might as might be able to trade some notes on that. And Andy just got the newsletter going again. Let's go, baby. Uh, super pumped about that. So every two weeks, every month, watch for the newsletter. We're super pumped to get that out. So plenty happening at mostlysuperheroes.com, our online home. You can subscribe to our podcast. Check us out there. Watch us, listen, and check out Apotheosis Comics and Lounge. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Take it easy. Mostly Superheroes is proud to be funded in part by our sponsors. 
This episode was brought to you in part by Team Jakey, Tiny Superheroes, Apotheosis Comics and Lounge, Alamo Drafthouse Cinema. Mostly Superheroes is funded in part by paying patrons who receive early, ad-free, and exclusive episodes. Subscribe at MostlySuperheroes.com forward slash support. Thank you for supporting your favorite independent podcast. Mostly Superheroes is an independent podcast owned and operated by Kerrigan Ventures in St. Louis, Missouri. Hosted by Logan Janis, Andy Hun, and Scott Swearingen. Brand and creative by Carrie Clark Design. Music by Audionautics. Learn more at audionautics.com. Find more at mostlysuperheroes.com.